Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Roundtable Podcast. I am Lucas Lawrence, one half of the current cast, cast, number of hosts of this show. Uh, sitting across from me at this virtual roundtable is my good friend, Devin Prawl. What's up, Devin? Not much. How are you today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm chilling. Me We're too. recording this on a Thursday night, and Thursday I'm really pumped. Night. Tomorrow's Friday. That means we get a new episode of WandaVision. Ooh, that, which, I'm, uh, I'm been... excited for that. That's for sure. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know. I thought the first two episodes were kind of slow, but holy cow. It's uh, it's getting real good. It is getting good. I, it almost lost me, actually. Me and my dad both. We almost both turned it off for good. But episode four oh, just man. Was, was very fantastic. So. Yeah, it really was. It uh, it kind of opened things up, and I'm hoping we're going to see more of that as yeah. uh, as the episodes release. I agree. I think I heard that uh, Paul Bettany, the guy that plays Vision, said in an interview that the further along the show goes, the more like uh, an MCU movie it will become. So, I mean, that's kind of what it feels like so far. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think he said there's going to be like a bunch of crazy action scenes. And so I'm actually really pumped for that. Yeah, just I mean, just from like the previews and trailer stuff, I mean, we're, we're seeing him like interacting with people as Vision. So I'm guessing things are going to get kind of crazy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so one thing that I think would be helpful for us to do basically is this is now this is assuming that people that don't know us actually listen to this which I hope that they do. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, and even if along the road, hopefully someone will pick it up, and if they come back and watch it, it'll be helpful for them to to figure out you know, who we are. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so, Devin, let's let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what, what you've got going on. Um, well, I am a 22 now, 22-year-old musician, um, grown in Missouri my whole life. Um Went to college for music, got a degree, and am now working at a bank, so I'm making great use of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's kind of mostly what about myself. I, I like to play video games. That's what I do mainly in my free time along with play music. So, yeah. Yeah, and you uh, you got married in the last year. I did, I did. That's pretty last cool. June, what, uh, nine months ago, just about. Yeah, holy cow. Going almost done with our first year already, which is kind of crazy. Hey. How how's it been? How's the first year? It is fantastic. I actually had a with my current boss, um when I started, I was talking to him about marriage and he's he's a Christian guy. He grew up in the area. Um met his now wife at 16 and he was talking to me and he was like, "You know what? The first year of marriage was terrible." <laughs> That's what he told me. And I was like, "I don't I don't have that. I don't get that." Because it it's not been awful for yeah, me. Yeah, I don't either. That's I've heard so many people say, oh, the, you know, the first year's the hardest. First year's the hardest. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I would disagree. Dang. Well, that's good. Good for you guys. Yeah. Heck yeah. How about you, um, though? Yeah, well, okay. So I am... Uh, so you got to understand, <laughs> first of all, Devin and I were both homeschooled. And I was already old for my grade. But Devin here is like a super genius. No. So he graduated a year early, which means that he graduated college a year before I did. So I'm 23. And that's so... No, wait, no, no, no. I turned 23 in August. What the <laughs> heck am I saying? 
I was thinking, oh gosh, I already feel old. <laughs> no, so I am 23. I uh, know. I'm, I'm 22. 22. <laughs> I'm 22. Darn it. I feel like I'm 23. I feel like I'm you know, 87. I do kind of feel like that sometimes. I feel like an old Holy man. I, I go to bed at like nine o'clock some days. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get up in the morning. So that's how I feel. So I am 22 and I'm finishing right now. I'm in the middle of my last semester of college. Uh, I'm studying electronic media. Uh, as well as getting a double minor between uh, biblical studies and music. Uh, so mm. actually music is how Devin and I became friends. It's uh, that's true. That's how we met. That's a good and, story. Uh, yeah, it is. Actually, that would be something good uh, to talk about. So <laughs> <laughs> actually, I kind of want to hear this from your perspective. Okay. Uh, so actually, Lucas and I met at a homeschool choir of all places. And a lot of people don't think when, you know, when you're homeschooled, you have a lot of opportunity, but there's a lot of different um, outlets and homeschool choir in our area was one of the biggest ones. That's where all of the different co-ops and little mini groups of homeschool people kind of came together. One of the main ones, at least other than the sports. And we were having, I think it was a summer workshop, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was either that or it was like the very beginning of a fall semester. Yeah, I think it was a workshop right before the fall semester started. And I thought music was lame. I was like, that is for nerds. I'm no such thing. And I definitely don't play games like League of Legends and Overwatch and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know what being a nerd's like. Uh, I can't relate to those kids at all. (laughs) And my mom told me, you're going to go. And I was like, well, that sounds like the most awful thing I've ever heard of in my life. I don't want to do that. But when they buy you things and they pay for all your bills, they can kind of tell you what what they want you to do. So she signed me up and we walk in and I was like, mom, I don't know any of these people. This is going to be the worst experience in my life. I'm going to die. Like there's no, this is going to be terrible. And she goes, no, you will go. And you're going to like it, (laughs) which is ironic because after making me go, I then, you know, took lessons with the teacher and and ended up in a music degree. So that's kind of ironic in that circumstance. Uh, But I walk in the door and I was like, I don't know any of these people. What am I going to do? And my mom just points across the room to this dude standing. I don't know why you were standing too. You're doing it, but standing off in the distance on the other side of the auditorium, I guess you could call it, on the other side of the room, is this, this dude sharpening pencils. And my mom was like, just go help him sharpen pencils. He looks like he's struggling. <laughs> Did she actually say that? Not in those exact words, but pretty close. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. And that's where Lucas came in. <laughs> and I walked I was going to say, I remember exactly why I was standing. Why were you standing? So I so I'd been in this homeschool choir for a couple of years, which I have a similar story with music. Uh now I, I have always enjoyed music, but um I actually started uh doing anything with music by learning how to play violin. Because mm. uh, believe it or not, I actually really enjoyed bluegrass music and I wanted to be able to play the fiddle. But <laughs> when you live in an area like when you're homeschooled 
the options of people that can instruct you in how to do that are fairly limited. So I ended up joining the homeschool orchestra in town, was learning classically and really enjoyed it. And I, I really didn't like singing very much. I, I, I thought the idea of choir wasn't very fun. I'd had a couple of experiences in like vacation Bible school mm-hmm. or things like that, where I just did not have fun singing with a bunch of other kids. Oh no, those are always the worst though. <laughs> yeah, I hated it. I really did. And uh, there was this, there was the teach, there was the teacher or the the lady that was conducting the choir, and I can't remember how. I was like, I really think you should. I really think you should at least try choir. She seems like a really good teacher, and even if you don't like singing, you might be able to learn something from her. So I, I, all right, whatever. Well, it turns out I like singing more than I like the violin. <laughs> uh, so. You know, I, I've sung way more uh, in college than I ever played violin. Right. And uh, it's been great. But mm-hmm. I remember being I got there to that workshop uh, early because I was excited. I was like, all right, here we go. New year. And uh, <laughs> I was there early enough that she was like, hey, uh, I have like these sheets that I want to pass out to people. I, I can't remember if it was like to get their information or, or what it was. But she also had a box of like 500 unsharpened pencils. (laughs) She was like, hey, can you do me a huge favor and like sharpen these and then put them, you know, at every seat? So I was standing right, and I was sharpening. I was going to every seat and I was trying to leave them there. See, now that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. When this guy comes up to me, he's like, hey, uh, you want some help? I was like, all right, sure. I don't want to, I don't want to sharpen 500 pencils by myself. <laughs> so we had a system going. Uh, I don't remember the system. Did we? It, sort of. We were like, we were passing it back and forth. Uh, we, okay, had a, okay. we had a good thing going. Uh, but the problem was there were a couple of different times where one of us would drop the pencil sharpener and it, pencil shaving. The custodian must have over. hated us the next day though. I, I think I dropped so it like bad. twice. I spilled shavings yeah. everywhere. I know I dropped it at le- at the very least once, and mm. I felt so bad. It, and it was like <laughs> it was a lot of shavings. We were sharpening a lot of pencils, they, which I mean, I don't think even all of those got used. No, probably not. I, I, I'll bet she still has some of those pencils. No, I bet you're probably right. I mean, imagine like how many people, how many people in high school choir actually used the pencils to mark their music. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I really don't know. I don't know very many people say, that did it in college, let alone. Oh, people. Yeah, that... Don't get me started with that. That's <laughs> I actually learned from the choir teacher where we became friends. She always said, <laughs> and actually, I'm sure it's already what we're talking about, but you probably remember. She would always say a good musician always, always has a carries a pencil. Yep. And it's true. It really is. Yep. Uh, she kind of ingrained that into us, actually. Oh, absolutely. And so when I went to college, it was unbelievable to me that there were people who were like music majors that who wouldn't mark their music their pencils. Yeah, never marked their music, never did anything. It was just it was just unbelievable. I was stunned because uh, I was like, OK, you know, I'm going to college. I'm going to be in college music groups. These people are going to be taking it really seriously. And uh, depending on the group that you're in. Some people do not take it seriously. No, they, I mean, at all. for some people, it was just a way to get some extra money in college, which I get. Like, college oh, yeah. is expensive, but it's a little frustrating when you're trying to take it seriously. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That actually, <laughs> that actually reminds me. Uh, later, maybe I'll tell the story of how I almost uh, yelled at a bunch of freshmen right before a uh, concert last year. <laughs> uh, but through our pencil shaving shared experience that's that's when a friendship was born right then and oh there. yeah and it's lasted this is when this uh, is this is what six six or seven years now yeah something like at that, that point holy cow which is kind of crazy to think of it doesn't feel like that long ago no nah, it doesn't but i mean think Man. about it like four years of college for me done and i was there my junior year i think is when i started i was there for two years right that sounds right. I think about two years. So, I know I started at the beginning of one of the academic years, but yeah, yeah. No, I think it was two years. And at the time, this was when uh, Minecraft was like, oh my god! I don't know if it was at its peak. It's still super popular. I mean, I feel like it hasn't peaked yet. I feel like people keep coming back to it every once in a while. Yeah, but that was one of the things we bonded over. Yeah, it's true. We, we, we played, played a lot of Minecraft of together. Had a lot of fun with that. I would make the server private so no one else could join and it would just be me and you. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that. I still, I have such a vivid memory from actually one of my favorite moments uh, of us playing games together. Uh, so I, I had my little HP laptop <laughs> on my bed. And I, that's how I was playing. I, I, maybe I had a little wireless mouse. That might have, yeah, because I, I don't think I played with the trackpad. Uh, but I had that, and I had a little, using a little tiny wireless mouse and using this tiny Logitech headset mm. with a microphone on it, because that's how I communicated over Discord with you. And we would just play Minecraft, and it was awesome. It was a blast. It was so good. I also remember that's when... Uh, the game unturned was fairly new. I hated that game. I was so bad. <laughs> Me too. I was well, so trash at that game. Yeah, when it first came out though, it was really hard. Yeah, it was. At, at least for at least for sophomore school. Yeah, uh, for me. sure. Although even to this day, I'm I'm that guy that like I'll play Skyrim on easy or normal cuz it's like I'll still play <laughs> Halo play. on normal and stuff. I'm like, I, I don't want to deal with that. Dude, no I just played through the original Halo campaign for the first time in forever. And I had trouble playing that thing on normal. <laughs> it's kind of hard, isn't it? It It is. I hate that you can't ADS. You can't aim down sights with like 75% of the weapons. Yep. And then for some reason, you can aim down sights fully with a pistol. Because it makes sense. You know, it makes 100 percent sense for sure yeah yeah it's 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 weird uh but yeah so we we kind of bonded over playing video games and we <laughs> we've tried a couple of times to start like a youtube channel and record some of hey, our hey we were stuff. almost famous okay we were we were almost famous we had a youtube channel no one try and look this up um it's... i'm i'm still subscribed to it I, I can't find it sometimes, and sometimes I can. Uh, we have a video. Most of the time, we were getting, like, what, like, 2016 views, maybe, per video. Yeah. Uh, but this one video... And that video, was mostly me watching it back. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. 
because you had to you were you were super you know we were all pumped oh yeah but then we had this one video that out of nowhere gets like 4600 views or something so so we're famous now that's what that means yeah basically we never saw a dime from it but it was fun and that's all that matters why don't uh, why don't you tell the the nice people what ended up happening to that channel um i have no idea what the email or password to that youtube (laughs) channel is so i have absolutely no way to access it because i can't even look up the email associated with it thanks youtube I have legit no clue what I did with it. That is just, that is tragic. It is tragic. You know, maybe, maybe I'll log on and try again and see if I can figure out. Dude, could you imagine? Could you imagine a return of a that return channel? of the channel, dude? And then if people want to watch, they can come from the podcast and go, you know what? I want to watch these two doofuses fail completely to play the most simple of sandbox games. <laughs> Embarrassed yeah, themselves. so I've got it pulled up here on my phone. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, okay, very first video, 71 views, which was also, unfortunately, the final part of our Minecraft series. <laughs> 4.2 thousand views. Nice. We're famous. What that can I say? from five years ago. I, I can't believe that. Man, honestly, I gosh, I want to, I want to try again. Let's do I it. I want to try again. I'm down. Heck yeah. I'm in well, a, listen. I'm in a content creating mood. I, I have, uh, I've been making TikToks of uh, some chill guitar vibes. That's all my TikTok is. Releasing music, and now we'll, we're doing a podcast. So now the next logical step is to also overburden myself, work myself to death, and also do a YouTube channel. Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, that sounds fair to me. Actually, my wife... Oh, I'm sorry. My wife is popping on TikTok right now. Really? Yeah. So last night, she posted a video talking about a conspiracy about... um, There's this store that just opened up right next to our house. Um, It's a hot tub store. Oh, I've driven past that. Never seen anyone in there. We're convinced it's a front. She made a dumb video about how there's no way that this is actually a store. And for a while, they only had one hot tub in there. And so she was like, well, how the frick do you sell a hot tub? You're not selling hot tubs. You're selling a hot tub. No, no. It's Listen, it's not the hot tubs store. It's the hot tub store. So we think it's a front. So she posted about it. She woke up this morning to 800 likes on the thing. Oh, um, it currently has 4.8 thousand views and 1,600 likes and 60 comments. She's already more famous than us in high school. I know. It's kind of unfair, you know? I'm a little mad. She did shout me out, though. I got two followers from it. She went from 40 followers. She's now at 241. In 12, wow. In Less than tw- or in twenty four hours, she gained two hundred so far. Gosh! In counting, she had to turn off her notifications for followers and every and oh. likes and stuff. She just she just kept on the comments. <laughs> but there's some funny in there. There's some funny ones in there. She's like, there's one that says, um, "It's the mattress firm vibes," because mattress firms are totally just drug fronts. <laughs> 
um, sounds like a front. And then if there's only one tub, what's happen, what happens if they buy the tub? Do they leave and win at entrepreneurship? Do they just go home? <laughs> I mean... I don't know, man. You gotta you gotta make that green somehow, and sometimes you make the green by selling green. By selling a hot tub. Yes, one hot tub, and possibly one hot tub weed. Full of drugs. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what would you advertise your business as? Hey, come on down to the drug hot tub store. Yes. I. You know how many how many college students we have? It would be popping. Oh, that's true. It'd be tons of people in there. We do live in like a in a college town meth capital of the world at least it used to be not anymore but yeah so actually i googled that the other day we are not anymore finally oh fantastic look at that yeah yeah that's sad <laughs> uh, when you're so, like hey right, we so, are no longer the official meth capital of the world back off <laughs> we're just yeah. second place <laughs> you're like <laughs> <laughs> i think we're like yeah we're like maybe seventh now oh We've done we're, a lot we're moving up in, or down in the world <laughs> yeah we're improving yeah I think, uh, okay, well, I mean, obviously, if we say meth capital of the world, I think most people are going to think Missouri. Uh, yeah, which, I mean, that's true. That's that's the area we, like, we live in Missouri. Uh, I think it's Michigan now that has actually taken over. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Funny things you find uh, by doing random Google searches. Uh, so, okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about what, uh, what has changed for you? Like as a person, obviously you just got married, you just graduated college. Right. Uh, but like, what, what are some big differences between current Devin and like high school Devin? I'm not as stupid. Um, approximately 130 credit hours of college. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, that is a big difference. That's a big difference. Um, no, I... So, high school Devin, um, definitely a lot less ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> a lot less goals. Um, I didn't think I would be married coming straight out of college, but it happened. I'm not complaining. Um, so, that's the that's a big difference. I mean, like, your whole life changes, you know. You're you're learning to live life with a whole nother person. So that's, that's a whole different, that's a whole different ball game. Um, working full time as opposed to being in school full time. But it also means I have a little, actually find myself with more time um, than I did in college, being able to kind of work on passion projects. So kind of the big difference is um kind of setting goals for myself as far as, you know, what, what am I trying to accomplish? Like I got this degree and I, I keep telling people, um, I got the degree for me. I didn't get it for a career. I got it for myself. I, I realized that a music degree, while not practical, um, would help me be a better musician. And that was ultimately my goal at the time. And so it, it got there. And even if it doesn't necessarily pay the bills, I got an okay job as it is. So I'm cool with that. Um, but it's it's allowed me to have the skills to continue to create music and, and kind of branch out. So I think the biggest difference is is a lot more knowledge in the things that I enjoy doing. Um, a lot more skill and time, really. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's really cool that 
you're saying like, okay, now that I'm out and I'm working full time, I have more time for passion projects. And that's been one of my biggest frustrations in college is like, I, like I'm studying, I'm getting the degree in the stuff that like I want to earn my bachelor's through. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't have time to, I don't have as much time to pursue you know, pursue some things that I'm really passionate about. Well, and, and I've been in talking college for it's... like a year. I've been talking for like a year about starting a podcast. I want to do that. Um, I, I've wanted to do a YouTube channel. Uh, I've I've wanted to uh, eventually sometime try to record an album uh, right. and, and do all these things. But I just I, I literally I don't have the time. And I and especially for recording an album and stuff like that, I don't have the money for it. Right. So it's just like, all right, I can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait to graduate so I can get on with my life. Well, and there's also, I mean, like, so I think I mean, a lot of people, I'm sure that would that would probably listen to this and, and get to this point in listening are probably some of our friends who are still in college and they probably will understand this as well. But when you're in college, like they tell you to pick something that you love. So mm-hmm. I picked music, right? By the time I got done with my degree, I hated music. it's like you pick this thing that you really want to do and you're good at it and then you go to college and they tell you consistently for four years that you're not good enough at the thing that you love doing and it burns you out but then that's also that's if that's all you're doing like when you're in a music degree that's all you do is music you know and and going to the school i went to there's a lot of gen eds and you know a lot of it's a liberal arts school so they it's a big wide basis for everything but it's still mainly music. And so I got out and I was burnt out for the first time. I'm actually enjoying playing music just by myself because usually that was tied to practicing. You know, I have to practice because I have these levels I need to pass. I have these tests or juries. Um, and so you didn't want to play anything on your own. So I think that's the biggest difference is now that I'm out it, I appreciate it for what it was and that was giving me the knowledge and now I actually appreciate or I actually enjoy doing what I like doing <laughs> once again. And so it's leading to, you know, those passion projects like working on an ambient guitar album, you know. People listen to study music all the time, so why not write some of it? If I'm sitting there in my room playing it, might as well record it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wasn't it uh Keith Ledger, as the uh, as the Joker said in The Dark Knight, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Yep. That's a really dumb place to have drawn a uh, an inspirational quote from. <laughs> an inspirational quote from the Joker. <laughs> but it is true. It is true. No, I agree with that. And I and I totally agree. Like, it's it's super frustrating because you're taking this degree, but then you have these also other goals, and it's so hard to getting around to do them because. You're focused on trying to up your grades and do all that kind of stuff. It's hard. Yeah, it really is. That's that's another thing uh, that I that I have thought about. You were talking about, you know, I, I did this because I wanted to become a better musician, and it actually makes me consider, oh shoot, you know, did I go to college for? Am I studying the things I want to study for the for the right reason? And I, I think so, but there are times where I'm tempted to think like. I'm doing this just so I can get a piece of paper that says I went to class and I have a degree. So that you have I can a degree. go out and get a job. Right. Well, and in my case, I knew that piece of paper may or may not actually help me get a job. And it depends on what degree you're going for. Um, if I was getting accounting, of course, I would have to have the piece of paper. 
Um, if I wanted to go teach teach music, I don't have to have the piece of paper. It helps. It gives me a higher pay grade. <laughs> I can say, hey, I paid for the courses. Uh, you should pay me for my knowledge, you know. It, it's kind of it's kind of gives you a little more credibility. I think is the main reason I got it. Um, but and I think some people's reasons may be different. Like you know, your reason for getting a degree may be different from my reason for getting a degree. Most people won't go and get a degree because they they want the knowledge of it. You know, most of the time they do it because that's what they like. Um, and the the thing I get I got out of college and I thought going in I wanted to teach lessons full time. Coming out. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I could handle it. Yeah. I enjoy doing it on the side. I don't think that's all I want to do. I have, I have more I want to do than that. Yeah. Well, and it's completely legitimate to have something that you love to do that you do just for the sake of, cause you love it. Right. Like that's, I, that's, that's really cool to have something that, look, I know I'm really good at this. In fact, I studied it. I'm trained in this. Right. But I'm going to use it just, I'm going to do it just because I love it. Just because it brings me joy and I, I get to, I get to have, you know, you have the opportunity to take something that you're good at, you're trained in, and you're, you're able to say, look, I'm going to do this purely because I love it. Right. Just because it makes me happy. Uh, it gives me joy. And now with like recording an album, you have a chance at making some money doing it. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, really hopefully cool. I, I'll honestly like, I'll be happy if I get my, I don't know if I even will, but if I manage to sc- scrape some money out of it and I can gain back the money I spent putting into it, I'll be totally fine with that. <laughs> yeah, which no, I get that. Which I mean, if, so if 20 people paid for the single, I would. Now, most people don't buy the singles. They're going to wait for the album. I have a couple people that will probably buy the album on iTunes because they don't have Spotify Premium and can't just stream it. Because the annoying yeah. thing with Spotify Premium, I had a couple people messaging me. They're like, hey, I can't stream your new single. Every time I click on your Spotify thing, it plays some random country song or, or some folk song. Oh, what? It's because they didn't have Spotify Premium. So what it was doing uh-huh. was just shuffle playing that category. There's no category for instrumental guitar on Spotify. <laughs> so it was just it was just shuffle playing folk music. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, oh, I'll probably buy it. But then I realized I'm paying for Spotify premium right now. Yeah, exactly. Which it, it's a great experience. I really love it. But that is another thing of, like, it doesn't give as much money directly to the artists that right. I listen to. I think, I think for every stream, I get .006 cents <laughs> oh my gosh i have i uh, probably probably just over 50 streams at this point <laughs> uh, i'm about to go put you on repeat right now. <laughs> <laughs> i've got like 40 monthly listeners it'll add up eventually <laughs> it, it was uh, more well, and especially when when a whole album comes out i think that's like that's an opportunity for an artist to really explode because then you have people that they're able to pick a favorite song and like they'll, they'll right. be sharing it and things like that. I, I've, I know a few people from my college have put out singles and then they've put out albums and their albums usually do better than the singles. Oh yeah. The single was just to test the platform um, mainly. Um, Cause I feel like a single works when you're John Mayer and people are waiting <laughs> on the edge of their seat for a new album. Um, Single doesn't work when no one knows who you are. <laughs> yeah, 
but it is also it's that first step, right? Everyone right. has the first step of here's here's something that I'm creating and I'm putting this out because this is the first thing that I've got. Well, and it's, you know, hey, I'm putting this out. I'm proud of it. Like, if you know me, come check it out, you know. And I've had people be like, you know, it's good. It sounds good. Not for me. And I'm like, that's totally chill. Like, I had a guy at my work. He was like, I went and found it. It sounds good. It's it's pretty all right. Uh, I just don't listen to instrumental guitar music. I was like, I, I mean, that's totally fair. I can't blame you. I don't really care. And yeah, I was like, I'm absolutely. not, I'm not offended by that because it's just your personal preference. But, and then I've had people that are like, I put it in my main playlist because that's what I wanted to hear, you know? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Well, and that's, uh, I think about, uh, so most of the music that I do is, so as far as instruments, the only th- things that I can do are play violin kind of, and, and then sing mm-hmm. and, uh, for for okay for people that know me this will be absolutely no surprise that this is almost exclusively what i do but for people that don't know me i'm a huge fan of like frank sinatra dean martin the old all of the old crooners crooners and that's what i like to do musically right uh i've gotten a few gigs going places and singing and that that has been those are great experiences oh yeah uh one of my favorite i think one of my favorite college memories will be um, I guess not last summer, but the summer before. So I guess this was the summer between, uh, I, wow, I guess my sophomore and junior years. Uh, the Kansas City Country Club hired me to, to drive up there huh. and uh, sing for them for like a, a 1950s, 1960s style like luncheon they were having. That's super and cool. It was great. It was so fun. I, I that's that's some of the most fun I've ever had uh, performing music. That's also some of the most nervous I've ever been. Yeah, because this was <laughs> this is a bunch of very wealthy elderly women who, <laughs> who like, some of them <laughs> were almost alive at that point. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, well, some of them had probably been to multiple Sinatra concerts. Right, right. And here I am. I'm like, okay, I'm this. I'm a 20 year old kid and I'm going to here's fly me to the moon. <laughs> Although and, they uh, love it, you know, it brings them back. Oh, like, I, absolutely. I got to play at a funeral, a funeral home. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of felt like it. The energy in the room wasn't there. Um, oh no. A, <laughs> an assisted living home with it. You know, it's mainly really very old people. And they're all super sweet. You know, they love seeing you there. And I walk in and I, I played Fly Me to the Moon. And they were like, I went to his first concert or something like that. Oh. And you're like, wow. Or play me some Elvis. I went I went in Solomon's concert and I want to hear his song one more time. You know, they had requests and stuff. It's kind of cool. Oh, man. And I was like, I can't sing Elvis. I'm sorry. Go get Lucas. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, yeah, you want to wise men say <laughs> just a little. Yeah, that's actually the only Elvis song I think I actually know all the words that's, to. I sang. I think I did that one for them, and they were. That's the one they were like, "Can you play another one?" No, I can't. I don't know any other nope. Elvis song by heart. <laughs> that's the only one. Uh, well, that is that is one of the nice things about performing that kind of music for for people of that generation. They are generally super sweet very kind oh yeah 
and uh, really appreciative that someone is doing the music that they that they listened to, you know, all the time. And it's pretty cool because that's that's the music that I'm most passionate about. That's that's yeah. what I really like to listen to all the time. I have a Spotify playlist, um, which is I think it's like eight hours of crooners. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, it's let me see. It's the it's the very first um, playlist I ever made when I got Spotify. Mm. Yeah, it's eight hours and seven minutes. Nice. Uh, so if you ever want to look it up, if you can find it, you're more than welcome to follow it. Uh, yeah, I just throw on songs on there that I that I like that I listen to a lot. Nothing, nothing but the best. That is the title of a song, but that is also my motto for that playlist. Yeah, I love that kind of music too. And actually, one of my um, favorite memories of all time now is you at my wedding. Um. So when I got married, Lucas, you were one of my people may not, you know, who don't know you. He was one of my, um, what are they called? Groomsmen. That's the word. I can find it. Yes, sir. Um, groomsmaids. Groomsmaids. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a DJ and, you know, had music going all night long. And we had some kind of crooner type stuff. During the oh, meal, yeah. I think we we chose kind of a more crooner type playlist. Uh, had some Frank Sinatra, all that good stuff in there. Well, we're doing all the dancing, and you know it's been a couple hours, and all of a sudden the music stops, and I look over, and the DJ is handing Lucas a microphone, and so my wife didn't catch it at first. She was you know too busy talking, and I kind of tap her on the shoulder, and I was like something cool's about to happen <laughs> and you sang a song for us and so that was one of my that's one of my favorite memories of that kind of music i, I think i just heard all of our listeners go aww yeah exactly. i need a button i need a button that i can press <laughs> for the live studio audience that is definitely here right now <laughs> but yeah. yeah no that's that's one of my favorite memories too um Especially, especially in like my time in college, because mm. uh, a lot of there aren't often while school's going on or things like that. And especially, you guys got married pretty much right before COVID became a really big thing. Yeah, it and, like uh, it started to surge, and then they thought it was going away, so they let the kind of limits up, and that's when we were when we had our wedding scheduled. It was right in the like that awkward time where they were like, "Is it serious? Is it not? I don't know." And they were like, yeah, you can have 200 people there. That's fine. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> we didn't have near that many, but still. Yeah. <laughs> we got really lucky. <laughs> I'll tell you that. And, um, well, our friend, we have a, another another friend that we play games with uh, who I met in college uh, named Isaac. Uh, I sang. Oh, no, I didn't sing at his wedding, did I? I was just, I was in his wedding. Mm. Shoot. Uh, so yeah, your wedding is actually, I think my last, uh, solo public performance. Hey, hey. it won't so, be your last. Maybe you're just most I hope recent. Not. <laughs> there I haven't, not. there haven't actually, really been a whole lot of, uh, opportunities out there. I feel like I think no, this whole thing's actually, been really I'm rough on musicians. Sad. Yeah. I'm actually super sad. So the town that we, uh, well that Devin lives in and that I live near, they used to have a jazz club. It was open for year and a half year maybe a half. two years maybe, maybe like two yeah it was i mean it was great they had live they had uh live jazz music almost every night 
and uh, it was great. And I was I was hoping eventually if I could like I was going to try to get my foot in the door with mm. one of the bands that played there. It's funny because uh, I know several of the members of some of those bands. <laughs> dang it. Could have gotten you in. Darn, man. Yeah. Well, the problem was I went up to one of the guys one night. Uh, he at the time he was their like main trumpet player mm-hmm. and he was kind of the leader of the band. So I went up and talked to him and I was like, Hey, you know, you guys, uh, you guys have a singer or anything. Uh, you know, I, I sing, I sing this kind of music. I'm just trying to, you know, kind of get my feet wet with this. And he right. goes, well, we're not really looking for a singer right now. Actually, I'm the singer. <laughs> oh really <laughs> uh, yeah so i made the mistake of unfortunately i i talked to the guy who i would i was inadvertently trying to replace right right but uh so that that's too bad but i do actually have uh, the opportunity this coming fall uh i have a couple of friends from college who are getting married and they wanted me to uh, do all the music oh cool show. yeah that's cool so I'm actually I'm working on uh, anyone listening. I'm trying to get like a little combo together. I have a lead on a drummer. That's about it right now. Nice. So if you if you know anyone, if you need an electric uh, guitar player, hey, look, man, I'll I'll take you know if you're if you're willing to learn about fifty songs by hey, October, I'm down. <laughs> all right, all right, we'll talk about it. we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would I would say oh, I'd learn man. bass, but jazz bass and learning normal bass completely different not down for oh, that yeah. by october so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, well actually i have a another really good friend uh from high school we met in the homeschool orchestra he is an incredible piano player i mm. mean just unbelievable and he is he's super into jazz and in fact really? he's into He's into like specifically the band side of jazz. Oh, okay. He he is one of the most knowledgeable people uh, that I've come across that like knows about all of the composers, all of the big bands and stuff like mm. that. Obviously, he loves the crooners too. But man, you talk about a guy that knows, especially the theory behind it. It's it's crazy. Yeah, that's the part that's interesting to me. I mean, I have a couple friends. Um, Actually, a couple people I know that were in that Missouri Jazz Orchestra used to play at that bar um, every Tuesday, and there's just some of the knowledge is insane. Honestly, it's so in depth, it's super interesting. Yeah, I, it's interesting to me when I come across people who say they don't like jazz because it sounds like they're just playing nothing, or uh, you know, they they don't like it because. Well, there's there's the joke from The Office, right? Jazz is stupid. Just play the right notes. Right. <clears throat> that is, I think that's such an ignorant accusation against jazz. Well, and I think jazz is actually the opposite. Knowing when to play notes that shouldn't fit, but they do because you know how to play them. Exactly. It's that knowledge. Like, I mean, it's the whole knowledge of music theory of you got to know the rules. And if you know the rules, you can know how to break them. And that's why I think jazz musicians are some of the most talented musicians out there because any jazz musician can play almost anything else. I think like, if yeah, you, I think that's fair. Like if you're a drummer and you can play jazz music and you can play those syncopated rhythms, you can play any worship song hands down. Oh yeah. And just the knowledge of the rules that they have to have to be able to break them. Super impressive. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, I I am always so impressed uh, when I see a good live jazz band. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I agree. I think I think jazz musicians have to technically, uh, with theory and uh, even just practically uh, being able to physically play the instrument, they've got to be some of the best music. Mm. Yeah, I agree. They're insane. Uh, okay, here's a here's a here's a fun one. This is kind of going back, I guess, a little bit to uh, the high school thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you if you had high school Devin sitting here at the at the virtual table with us? Uh, what's what's a piece of advice you'd give him? Oh Lord, um, piece of advice I'd give myself. <laughs> I can't say. Oh, <laughs> so many things. There's so many yeah. things I would say to myself. I don't know. Um, play for fun. Learn. Yeah. Um, learn music you want to. You know, outside of the things that you're having to play. Um, because I think a big thing is a lot of musicians get burnt out in college. They're so used to playing in, you know, like, like you played violin, you were in choir, you were in men's ensemble, you know, like I was in three different choirs, three different music lessons, like you get burnt out. So I would say like to high school, Devin, you know, going into college, be like, yo, play for fun. (laughs) And I I also think I would have, I would have said, try some of the things that you were wanting to try a little bit sooner. You know, hmm. don't get complacent because I feel like for the amount of time I have invested in music, I could be a lot better if I would have been a little more disciplined in my practice and as well as my own fun time practicing. Just like playing for fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. I think I'd probably tell. Well, it's interesting. Some of the things I would tell me in high school are some of the things I am. I, I would probably still tell myself now. Mm. Uh, find a passion and run with it. Right. Uh, find find the thing that you love to do. Do that and get really good at it. Right. Uh, the problem is I, I, I find I, I am interested by so many different things that it's hard to pick you know, the one thing of like, this is what I'm going to do. Right. This is what I'm going to do really well, as opposed to, I love all of these things. Let me do a little bit of all of them. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I've, that's, that's another thing I would have, I would have done. Uh, stop staying up till 3 a.m. playing Counter-Strike um, <laughs> and actually edit those videos or edit that music, you know, sit down and actually write the things that you, you have in your head. <laughs> Don't let them mm-hmm. run away from you. I have so many songs that I could have written by now, but I don't <laughs> remember any of them. Yeah. Well, hindsight is twenty twenty. It I, is. I, I do think. Uh, but I also don't regret because no, through those same, pra- or through those same sessions of me, you know, grinding out counter-strike matches and still being the same rank for over two years. Um, like through those, I made friends and those friends come to my house every week and play games, you know, like, yeah. So I don't, I don't regret anything. Yeah. Okay. The, the every week thing that we do, we'll have to talk about that sometime. Ooh, yeah. Let's do that. Maybe we'll save that for next one. Yeah, for sure. 
uh, yeah, but we have a we have a weekly game night, and uh, we have a lot of fun with that. It's fantastic. I'm actually super Something excited. Is... Oh, me too, dude. It's uh, yeah. I it's this is this is honestly some of the most excited that I get. Monday nights for me have become a highlight of my week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of f- fun that we put in on Monday nights. <laughs> Yeah. keeps the dreariness well, Monday, away. you're like ah oh, it's the you know start of the week yep. i gotta do whatever and it's like but monday night that that is a topic for the round table absolutely uh maybe maybe one final thing and we'll we'll we will still end this on a high note but i was just thinking about this and yeah. i think this is important if we ever have for some weird reason if we ever have a high schooler listen to this uh I would tell them the same thing I would, I would tell myself now in high school and that's don't get so wrapped up with one person mm. that you sacrifice friendships with other people. Oh yeah, for sure. I did that too. I was, so <laughs> I was going to say, I'll say it in nicer words than I was going to say in the moment. Um, choose your groups yeah. wisely. You know, it, you can tell um, the people that are going to stay um, and the people that are going to stay, like I still have those friends. No, absolutely. Yeah, because real, you know, real friendships <laughs> are ones that you know they'll last beyond just whatever like short period of time that you're in, right? right. I, I think that's a. Those are people that are really going to stick by you, and that's actually interesting because after high school, uh, you know, there was a, a a gap of a year between your graduation and me starting college, right? And we actually we like kind of lost touch for a for, year or two, yeah, for a little bit. And then we had uh, we had another. Well, our colleges came together to perform with our local symphony. My, my sophomore, right? Your freshman. Uh, yeah. It might have been your junior, my sophomore. It might have been. I'm not sure, but either way, like that's when we kind of ran into each other again, and I think we're I think we're better friends now than we were in high school. I agree, which is saying something. Yeah, it really is. Well, and yeah. I think definitely over the past year, even gotten a lot closer. Um, yeah, for sure. Just and I think it's pretty cool because and... we're in that time of life, right, where you you find out genuinely who your lifelong friends are. Well, and that's something I've noticed weird is like I kind of accelerated my life very quickly at the end of college. You know, I got some of yeah. the big ticket items done. You know, I I graduated college and got married within two months. You know, graduated, moved out, got married. And so my life changed so quickly. And the amount of friends that I thought would be lifelong friends that I haven't talked to since I graduated, kind of wild. But the amount of people that I've even still known from high school or that that I just knew when I met them that I was like, this is a lifelong friend, you know? Mm -hmm. Or the amount of people that I've gotten back in touch with or something. It's just kind of crazy. Life is life is insane, but it's good. It really is, and that's uh, maybe 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 that's the lesson for this episode. <laughs> Learn who your real friends are and hang on to those people. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if we'll actually have a moral to every episode, but I think that's the moral of this one. Nah, I mean our conversations tend to tend to go that way sometimes. That's all right, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, I wish we had recorded the conversation that uh, you and our friend Caden and I had had. Oh, uh, I do the other too. Night. It was a good conversation. I'm sure it'll come up again. <laughs> yeah, for for the for people interested, we were talking about um, basically like the competitive mindset 
uh, when you're playing when you're playing competitive mm-hmm. like esports or whatever. Uh, and I think another topic that would be helpful to talk about sometime on here would be uh, tilt. <laughs> How oh, to yeah. handle it when you get tilted. Uh, I'm a person that like sometimes if I take a game uh, a little too seriously, <laughs> I can get tilted. Yeah, me too. And uh, and that's one of the things we talked about. It's easy when you're playing a competitive game to get so into it that you that you get angry, and but you flame someone else. And I think the thing I've been thinking about lately is too, it's like you don't you don't know what that other person's dealing with, you know? Exactly. Like what's yelling? At I gotta say, do to them? after that conversation, I came on the Discord server and people were playing, and there was I could already tell a difference. Oh yeah, no, I mean just even with the three of us, I don't know if you guys talked about it at all before I got there. Um, but it was kind of weird cause it, it was kind of a difference and just, just like talking about it and being like, yo, this is, you know, kind of expectation. This is something I've noticed super helpful. So that, that also is a good topic for another day too. Yeah. And another, another moral is, uh, good friends are people that you can have, uh, genuine, serious conversations with. Yeah. Uh, if, if you have friends that you are only ever goofy with or you know whatever uh or if you don't if you feel like maybe you don't trust them to have a serious conversation with might want to might want to examine that Mm. uh because uh well at least if you're if you're a christian like we are um bible says a a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity and so uh i like to think that we're a group of friends that in the hard times we'll stick together we're there for each other and uh we're willing to talk things through yeah for sure and in the end, it results in uh, a, a much more enjoyable time, and you know, for everyone. So, absolutely. Like, and the other night when we were playing, after that, it was like one of the funnest nights I've had in a long time. So, yeah. All right, I think that might be a good place to uh, to stop for yeah, this time. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. So this has been uh, we're calling it right now the Roundtable Podcast. Yeah. We'll see if. We'll see if it sticks. It's, it is kind of like a round table, but you know, it, it's a topic with no end. Exactly. It just kind of goes. <laughs> exactly. What was the, I, I already forgot. I had come we up had with a, a great slogan. slogan. You, you had it. I don't remember what it was though. We'll, oh, well, we'll the, the podcast about nothing in particular. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you for listening. I, I've been Lucas Lawrence. And this is Devin Prawl. Good night.